know, at Christmas time, we celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ as a man, remembering that God came to live among humanity for a time, stepping out of heaven and entering into the risky and dark and difficult place that this world is to be among us, to love us, to serve us. God revealed himself that we might know what he's truly like to help humanity. And of course, ultimately, Jesus wasn't just born like all of us, but Jesus was the only person that was actually born to die. Not necessarily born to live, but ultimately purposely born that he might die to save us from the punishment that we deserve for our sins. And that first Christmas indeed involves some challenges. As we read the biblical narrative of the Christmas story, I want to draw to your attention briefly how in all three of those passages that I read to you of the biblical narrative, that the same message from heaven came to the key people that were involved in that very first Christmas celebration. Of course, the Virgin Mary, Joseph, her husband, as well as the shepherds gathered out in the field. And the same message from heaven actually came to all three of them. The same message which included this calming phrase of assurance, and it was these four words, Do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Mary, we see, was unsure of how things were going to work out for her life and for her future. And she didn't know exactly how she was going to handle what God was doing. And the message from heaven to Mary was, do not be afraid. That as one of the Lord's servants yielded to him, God's favor and grace was upon her life. And she was told that the Lord's blessing would be upon her life and that the Lord was with her and it was not dependent upon her own strength to do what God was asking of her, but that God would empower her by the Holy Spirit working in her life. Mary, God will do miraculous things in your life by his power and by his changes. And then, of course, we heard that statement given to her, for with God, nothing will be impossible. And the emphasis there really is upon the word with, that apart from God, things on this earth are very impossible. They're very difficult to deal with, especially the harder situations that we go through. But when our life is united together with God, because of the power of God, nothing is impossible. Because with God, everything becomes possible. And as she yielded to God's will submissively, God would overcome all the rest of the obstacles and the challenges that Mary needed to navigate through. So what was the answer to calm Mary's fears, to calm Mary's concerns? It was simply to trust God's power. To not be afraid, but to trust God's power. And surely that is something that we can all relate to because honestly, you may be here this evening and maybe you are unsure how things are going to work out in your life right now or what the future holds. Maybe you are fearful of even what tomorrow holds and you don't know how you're going to handle what's going on. Listen, God's word from heaven to you would be this. Do not be afraid. Don't trust yourself. Don't trust others. Trust the power of God and what God is able to do if your life is joined together with him. For Joseph, secondarily, we see Joseph was facing hard circumstances. 
And the hard circumstances were making Joseph begin to doubt God's plan. And again, that same assuring phrase came to Joseph as he was facing hard circumstances, doubting God's plan. The message to Joseph was, do not be afraid. That is, what was happening was indeed challenging for Joseph. And it included some problems that Joseph was going to have to work through. But it was not outside of God's control. In fact, for Joseph, despite how it looked, things were not falling apart. That's how it appeared to Joseph. That's how it felt to Joseph. It looked like everything was falling apart, but the truth of the matter is everything wasn't falling apart. Everything was actually falling into place. And God was still working and orchestrating his best purposes, even amidst the difficulties Joseph had to face in his life. God was saying, Joseph, my spirit is working through these difficulties. My spirit is at work amidst these challenges. And despite how it looks to you or despite how it feels during this, I am at work and God's message to Joseph was do not become fearful and act in accordance with human worry. Don't be motivated by fear. Don't make decisions in accordance with your human feelings or what others are saying or what others are doing. Look, oftentimes God's plans unfold much differently than the way that human reasoning expects them to. We have this idea how life should go. We have this frame of reference where we think, okay, this is the way God's will should come to pass. Or if, and look, the reality is the humble conditions in which our Lord Jesus Christ entered into this world are one of the clearest revelations to us that oftentimes God does not work the way we think he would work. Think of the way that Jesus came. If you were God and you were sending your one and only beloved son to this earth, wouldn't you do things a little bit differently? Wouldn't you look for the greatest hospital on planet earth at the time with the most skilled pediatric staff, the most perfect hygienic circumstances and everything possible to protect and preserve him and make sure he got perfect treatment and prepare the world with announcements and billboards and, and all the things God could have done, but God didn't do that. God sent Jesus in the most lowly, humble, despicable in some ways circumstances possible. Jesus came and he was born to two frightened teenage young people who many ways looked like a scandal was going on as if somehow Mary had been pregnant premature to their marriage relationship. And they had to face that stigma and that shame and people not understanding them. And if that weren't enough, Jesus is born literally in essence in a stable, in an animal stable. And it says he's laid there in a manger, the idea is laid in like a feeding trough where an animal would eat its food from. Now, I'm not a farmer, but I know enough to tell you this, that an animal's feeding trough is not the most hygienic place to lay a newborn baby. It's full of germs and dirt and dangerous, risky things for a baby. But yet God in his love was willing to let Jesus be born in the most humble, lowly way so that anyone in humanity would feel comfortable approaching him as the Son of God and the Savior and the Lord of the earth. And God worked in such an unusual and unordinary way, but yet the reality is God was working despite how it looked to humanity. And look, sometimes, folks, the pathway of hard times and unexpected events 
and needing to adjust in life becomes the doorway to God's greater good coming to pass. And we need to remember this, that sometimes that pathway, hard times, unexpected events, needing to adjust, that could be the doorway to God's greater good coming to pass. And the antidote for Joseph's concerns was to trust that God had a plan, no matter what it looked like, that God was working and God's plan was unfolding. And surely this is a path and something that we as well in our lives navigate from time to time and can relate to as well. Because sometimes we find ourselves struggling as we see what's unfolding in circumstances we don't understand or are hard or difficult, and we wonder and we doubt when the reality is, look, sometimes it's through the pathway of those difficulties that God's greater plan comes to pass. And the antidote is this. Do not be afraid. Trust God has a plan. Don't be afraid, you trust God's power. And don't be afraid, trust God has a plan. And for the shepherds, thirdly, we see they were out in the fields living in a disconnected way from people, separated from others, and in some ways living disconnected from God. And because of that, they felt alone. They felt empty in their lives. And as these individuals were living in that manner, empty and alone and isolated and disconnected, the message to them was this from heaven, same four words, do not be afraid. Because God had accomplished something through his son Jesus Christ to help all people. God had sent to the earth the Savior who was Christ the Lord who would save the people from their sins. And as a result, this can bring inward joy to all people despite circumstances. That's why the message from the angels was to rejoice and to celebrate because though it was not good circumstantially, it could now be well with their souls because the assurance of heaven was real beyond the difficulties that we experience on this earth. And that wonderful work of the coming of our Lord Jesus into this world, we read that the scripture says now offers peace on earth to all men. And let me ask you a simple question this evening. Where can peace on earth be found? Because I don't know about you, when we look what's happening in our American culture, it doesn't seem like it's a very peaceful environment right now. It doesn't seem like there's peace among people. Look, the reality is this. On this earth, there's only one place that peace can truly always be found. And it's not in circumstances it's inside of the human heart. Because when the right king is reigning on my heart and ruling on your heart, when the prince of peace rules from within in your life, that is where you can truly find peace. Through being in right relationship with God, through Jesus, you can be at peace with God and you can experience internally the peace of God so that no matter what life involves, you can still celebrate like that first Christmas when the angels broke in and led the worship saying glory to God in the highest because we can celebrate great things he has done in sending his son. So what was the answer for feeling empty, feeling lonely, feeling guilty, it was this, do not be afraid because Jesus has come and he is the solution to all of humanity's problems. This Christmas, if you are a Christian, let me encourage you with those same four words that were the assurance in the first Christmas celebration 
to Mary, to Joseph, to the shepherds, do not be afraid. Trust God's power. Trust that God has a plan and that God is working. And trust that God alone can fulfill the emptiness within you, the fears within you, and give you peace in your soul, no matter what is happening circumstantially. And if you are here this evening, whether with us or somewhere gathered, hearing my voice, and you are not yet a Christian, let me say to you, do not be afraid as well. God doesn't want you to be afraid because Jesus has come and you can come to him. Through Jesus Christ, you can know your sins are forgiven and that you have the hope and the assurance of heaven beyond this life when you die. And all you need to do is acknowledge that you are a sinner before God and believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to take the punishment for your sins and rose from the dead. And the Lord Jesus is alive today, tonight, and he is still the Savior of the world. And he can forgive your sins and give you the gift of eternal life, but you have to receive that gift. It's made available to you, but it's something you must choose to receive from the Lord's offering it to you. Would you bow your heads and pray with me before we sing a final worship song? Father, we thank you for the truth of your word, for the promises that it gives to us, and we pray as children of God that you would help us. Lord, above all else, to realize that this Christmas, or despite how this year has been, that we do not have to be afraid because of what you have done for us through Jesus Christ. May that be our calming assurance, Lord. And God, if there are those who've never yet fully surrendered to your son, Jesus Christ, and need to be saved, we pray tonight that wherever they're at, that they would call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. And if that could be you, as our heads are bowed and we're about to sing a final worship song, we want to give you the opportunity to receive the greatest gift of all this Christmas, and that is the gift of eternal life, that is through Jesus Christ, our Lord. You cannot earn it. You don't have to work for it or pay for it. That can't be done anyway. Jesus died on the cross and rose from the dead, and he offers you the free gift of eternal life. But you have to believe these things are true for yourself and call on the name of the Lord to be saved. If you lack peace within and you want to know your sins are forgiven and that you are going to heaven, and tonight you're ready to receive that from Jesus Christ, pray a prayer like this right where you're at. God sees the sincerity of your heart. Say, God, I am sorry for my sins. Please forgive me for the wrong things that I've done. I believe Jesus died on the cross for me. And I believe he's alive from the dead. Forgive me, Jesus. Save my soul. I invite you into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Give me the gift of eternal life. Today, Lord, I choose to serve you and help me to continue to follow you the rest of my days. And I thank you for what you've done in me. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's sing a final worship song and let's sing from our hearts and give glory to God. What an awesome thing. We can do it and do it freely. Let's sing to the Lord and express our love and devotion to him before we conclude.